0: The following podcast contains coarse language and subject matter you might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. At the beginning of the pandemic, our healthcare workers were our front line. Everyone in the field, from doctors to nurses, EMS workers and veterinarians, put their lives, personal safety and mental health aside to support us all. They exposed themselves to those who were sick, gave us vaccinations, and in some cases were company for those who didn't make it through. When the future was uncertain, they continued on. There is no reward that will match their effort, and we are forever grateful. So how does the Paranormal Podcast pay homage to these workers? To those who sent us emails and messages of how they would listen to our show during their night shifts and breaks? Well, the only way we know how. A couple of ghost stories that just happened to take place in a hospital. For those who find comfort in the darkness of night, welcome to All Hallows Eve. This is Geist. concept of our own morality is a hard one, so imagine having to help people deal with their own when it's time for them to cross over. It's something not many can do, but sometimes no matter how much support they have, they don't all quite make it over.
1: My name's Darcy Garand. I'm 27 years old and I've been nursing since 2016. Prior to that, I was a personal support worker. And even before that, I actually worked in a funeral home. (laughs) Ever since I was a little girl, I always had this nature of wanting to care for people and funny enough, When I would play basketball and somebody would get injured or I had four brothers and obviously somebody would get bruised or battered or something, I always wanted to be the person to patch them up.
0: Darcy is followed in her mother's footsteps, who is also a nurse, now retired.
1: My whole life I grew up kind of seeing how a nurse works and schedule and, you know, she would do night shifts and work these 12-hour days, come home exhausted, care for us. She was really, you know, a single parent for a little bit. And I think it just made me respect the profession even more, like just seeing what a hard worker she was. I work in the operating room currently, sort of honed in on ocular surgery and plastic surgery. But for a very long time, my heart was sort of in the hospital on the med surge unit, as well as complex continuing care and retirement. So I worked with a lot of elderly sick patients. My first introduction as a nurse was this small town hospital, and I loved it. They began construction there in about 1959, and in 1964, the hospital actually opened. Everyone there was like family and they were so incredible and supportive. Um, That was sort of my first experience with nursing was just being taken in by all these older nurses that were supportive, were there for you. They were a shoulder that you could cry on. And I honestly would trust them and my loved one's life with them any day. They're so resilient. Nursing is this incredible thing where we see pain and recovery and trauma, and we see birth and we also see death. And I think we're involved in care where patients are sort of treading that line between worlds where that veil is thin. A lot of nurses that I work with have experienced really unexplainable things, um, things that they just can't really wrap their head around or have sensitivities to.
0: The night shift allowed time for these nurses to recall these unexplained occurrences.
1: When working night shift with nurses, there aren't any family members around or any of the full-time staff, like think pharmacists, managers and, you know, people who are there during the 9 to 5, that's all quiet, it's very silent. So one of the ways that we would pass the time on quieter nights would be to kind of tell stories. And so as a new nurse working there, I really loved to hear these stories. Odd, eerie things would happen while the nurses were on shift.
0: And these are some of the stories they would recall.
1: On one of the units, there were lights that would turn on by themselves. And these are light switches, like somebody would have had to use force to turn them on. So one of my nursing girlfriends would be walking by a room and suddenly the light would flick on and there's nobody in that room. We have call bell systems all throughout the hospital.
0: A call bell system is what links a patient to the nursing
1: station, and they can speak through it. But all of a sudden you would hear voices coming from one of the rooms behind the nursing station that no one was admitted to. TVs would turn on and off. A kettle would flick on by itself. One of the nurses always said that she felt like someone was checking in on the babies. If I paint a picture of the nursery, there is a nursing station with sort of viewability, I would say, to the back of the nursery. One night, one of these nurses said that she thought she saw someone peering in to kind of look at the babies. And so when she walked around the nursing desk, there was nobody there.
0: And then there was the sleep room, located in a different unit from where Darcy worked.
1: I have only worked on this unit one to two times as an assist or for help. Every nurse who works on it is so creeped out by this one room, and it's called a sleep room. If there's a nurse or a doctor or a surgeon working overnight, or they're on call and they're exhausted, they need a few hours of sleep, or maybe, you know, if you're a nurse, 20 minutes of sleep, they will go to this room where there's a bed and just, you know, catch a few Zs uh, while they can. So for whatever reason, this sleep room is somewhere where everyone feels really uneasy. A lot of the girls won't even sleep in this sleep room. They'll come to our unit because they just can't really shake this feeling. My coworker, who told me all of this, recalls feeling almost like a heaviness on her chest when she would go into the sleep room, sort of like her body wasn't letting her up. Another nurse, who is also very sensitive, said that she felt like it was this portal between worlds. Everyone sort of feels like they're being watched in this room. It's kind of that room that is often discussed. Apparently, a doctor had passed away in their sleep on shift in that room, and she'd had an aneurysm.
0: Perhaps that doctor is not at rest. So why should anyone else be?
1: In this little hospital, it is known, sacred word, that if you have a palliative patient, you always open the window so that their spirit doesn't feel trapped. And when they can pass on... They're able to go through the window and go wherever they need to be. <laughs> it's wild. I, I haven't really experienced it at a lot of other hospitals. That's sort of a small town thing. A person's close to death. We always open up the window for their spirit.
0: Some of Darcy's coworkers are a little bit more sensitive and experience different phenomenon.
1: A few of my coworkers are very sensitive and one of the most sensitive is one of my favorite old colleagues. And Becky, since a young age, remembers seeing spirits or what she would only consider calling angels. I would often pick her brain about what she saw in the hospital because I just, as a young nurse, thought it was so incredible that she could sort of see something special that all of us can't. I would ask her, you know, what do you see if a patient is close to death or dying, which is something we call palliative. And she would say that when a person was close to death or palliative, there was almost this blue or multicolored light around them. And she describes it as the glow to a sparkler. And she would say that she often would see an angel or some sort of figure at the end of the bed. And I asked her, you know, what do they look like? I I was just so interested and intrigued. You know, (laughs) what are you seeing at the end of these patients' beds? She said that when she would often see this figure, it looked like a human, but much brighter. I felt the need to ask her if she ever saw anything that really scared her. And she nodded. She was caring for somebody that was close to death. Entered the room, she saw this dark figure looming over the patient. She said she couldn't really make out any sort of facial features. It was just extremely dark. She said it wasn't like the other angels or spirits that she'd seen before and that this one was very, very dark. She said it got very close to her. I remember fearing for her and telling her, you know, what did you do? And she said, I just didn't look at it. I I would not look at it. I felt like if I looked at it, it would not be a good thing. Apparently, you know, the good spirits sort of radiate love and you feel very happy in their presence. The bad or evil spirits radiate fear, which is exactly how she felt around it. She said to the nursing station, I can't go in there again.
0: And then there were single occupancy rooms, which came with multiple stories.
1: So this room is a single patient occupying room. And what's kind of interesting about these rooms is that a lot of the times... Those are where our isolation patients would go or our palliative patients. And oftentimes when patients are palliative and near the end, it's just said between nurses that that's when they'll start to see things or people will come to visit them and everything, including the feel of the room and The air of the room is different, and it it feels almost charged in a way. Like, there's the most activity before a person passes away.
0: Darcy had her own experience while caring for one of her patients.
1: I remember having a patient who was a little bit gruff, I can describe him as. Not necessarily the kindest heart out of all the patients I've had. I entered the room and on this normally very gruff, you know, serious person's face, he was just, what I can say, like lit up with fear. His eyes, he just looked terrified and he was looking into the corner. And I said to him, you know, what's going on? And he said to me, get her away from me. Get her away from me. And I kept saying, who, who? get her away from me. The hair on the back of my neck, just raised, chills down my spine, like the fear in his eyes. The weirdest thing was that in that corner there was an empty chair. I I didn't know what to say to him. Like, I just remember feeling fearful for him. But I, I tried to, you know, grab his hand and say, it's okay, it's going to be okay, you're, you're fine. I remember coming back to Nights the next day and he had passed.
0: The night shift continued to lend towards her creepy encounters.
1: One of my biggest experiences with, I guess I would call it the paranormal in nursing, a coworker and I, who both lost parents very young, were working nights together. The night leading up to this night, so the night before, we were doing a round I generally follow behind her and then we go into a patient's room and, you know, say they need a boost in bed or to be changed or rolled over. We work as a team in that sense. I guess in the hall, like, or maybe I had I had gone, I heard something and went to check in on another room on another patient. And she physically felt something tap her on the shoulder and, and garner her attention. And she said she turned and there was just nothingness. There was nothing there. And so when I went up to her, she was like, Darce, Dars." and I said, yes, what's going on? And she swore to me that she thought I was behind her and then I tapped her on the shoulder. She's like, I thought it enough that I turned around anticipating you and there was nothing. Then, the
0: following night...
1: We had a patient on the floor who, he was very close to death. So he had been in this room for a very long time, admitted to the unit. I want to say like six months, he was there for quite some time. This room had always been assigned to him. And because he was palliative and he was so close to passing away, we had moved him to a larger room for if he had family visits uh you know just to have that privacy when entering you know that final stage of life we're you know monitoring much more we're we're making sure that he's taken care of and you know comfortable so you know we had been in that room a lot that night and checking on it and saying you know it's close
0: while they were sitting at the nursing station.
1: Her and I began talking just about our lives and how sometimes when you lose a parent, you almost feel a little sensitive, like you experienced this part of life very soon. The nursing station is sort of circular, like a semicircle, And there's these posts that divide it into threes, we'll say. And as we're talking, and I remember seeing something out of the corner of my eye. And when I turned out of the room that this gentleman had been in for so long, I saw this tall, dark figure. This dark figure was headed from the room he had originally been in, and I saw it speed past. Towards the new room around that semicircle. And when it came around that second column, it just dissipated. And I went absolutely white. And I looked at her and she said, Did you just see something? And at the moment, she said, Did you just see something? We had three charts that we were checking steady on the nursing station, fly off the desk and clatter onto the floor right in front of where that patient's room was. So immediately we both freeze and run into the patient's room and he was still with us at that point, but he passed away very shortly after. Well, like who was this person? Was this someone coming to visit him? Was this someone who was angry that he was moved. Like it was just the strangest occurrence. I only saw this particular tall, dark figure in relation to this patient.
0: But it would not be the last time she saw a dark figure roaming the halls of the hospital.
1: I was extremely close with my grandmother. She had actually been admitted to this hospital a few times and under the care of my co-workers, which is why I speak in such a wonderful way about them. Because not only are they wonderful people, but they took care of people I care about a lot. Because my grandmother was palliative, she was in a different hospital, just closer to where she was living at that point. I was working on this unit. You know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at my clock because my grandmother was palliative and as I'm, you know, finishing up my charting for the night. I look over and I see another dark figure. And this dark figure is just above five feet tall. And I like, in my (laughs) exhausted state of night shift, I looked and I said, Grammy? And my phone rang. Not two minutes later, and it was my mom's. She had passed on. When I got back to work after my grandmother passed away, Becky came and beelined for me immediately and said, who is the woman with the very, very crooked fingers painted pink and red? And I was like, okay, (laughs) you got to leave me alone. That's my grandmother. Becky described it as, Oh, she's with a really tall, handsome man. There's a dog and a cat with them and they're dancing and oh, now they're arguing. And that was like them to a T. (laughs) I think for me personally, being a part of this palliative care has just changed so much for me in the sense that I always felt like something was there. And I always felt like this wasn't it for us. Energy really means so much to me and to see it and have these experiences and have these nurses that I respect so much tell me these stories. It just solidifies even more for me that we are just this energetic form and feel elated that, you know, there's still remnants of us in this world, even when we're gone. And I just feel really lucky that I get to make this, like, a comfortable transition for people. Leaving Earth and going through it, it just kind of blows your mind in a really beautiful way.
0: Special thanks to Darcy. For sharing her story. Do you have a story you've been hiding? Submit it to us at hello.geist.podcast at gmail.com. Geist is written and directed by Danielle Matar. Original Music and FX by Bo Jensen. Geist is mixed and mastered by Adam Esker. Geist logo is by Jake Carruthers. If you have a sec, Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen. Follow us on all social media platforms at Geist underscore podcast. Thank you for joining us on All Hallows' Eve. Sleep tight.